As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. The one team member wasted six months working with this person and they need to find someone else. So making sure that you have an alignment on the values, the goals, expectation, entrepreneurial spirit, I think will save you a lot of time. Before we get into it, I want to introduce you to Groundbreaker, today's sponsor and partner. They are an all-in-one suite of tools for small to medium-sized real estate syndicators. They've got a special focus on real estate syndicators with 1 million to 100 million assets under management. They help you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Groundbreaker will help you scale your business without the need to scale your overhead. So they're going to help reduce your costs because of the admin team that won't need to be as large. And they're going to help you reduce your risk of data breach because of the security systems that they have in place. They'll help you increase your revenue by growing your assets under management because you're going to be allowed to focus on the things that are most important, like business growth and operations, not those administrative logistics. And ultimately, they're going to help you elevate your company's brand and professionalism and investor experience because your investors are going to enjoy having this platform with all their information versus however you're currently doing it. Three things specifically about Groundbreaker I personally like. One, super easy to use from an investor standpoint and from a general partner standpoint. Two, it allows investors and general partners to fund electronically, meaning that a limited partner can complete their entire subscription and funding cycle without leaving the platform. And on the general partnership side, for distributions, you can set it up so that you can trigger bulk ACH payments within the platform. And then the last thing I really like about Groundbreaker is it's, well, it's cost effective. It's healthy to the bottom line. Their basic plan allows sponsors to sign up for as little as $100 per month with no limits on deals or investors. And you can read all about the pricing on their website. Speaking of their website, it is groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe, J-O-E. And when you go there, groundbreaker.co forward slash J-O-E. You're going to get access to a pitch deck that the Groundbreaker team created so that you have a template should you want to use that and customize it for your own deal. So go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. 
For more information, go to bestevershow.com. There needed to be a resource on apartment syndication that not only talked about each aspect of the syndication process, but how to actually do each of the things and go into it in detail. And we thought, hey, why not make it free too? That's why we launched Syndication School, and Theo Hicks will go through a particular aspect of apartment syndication on today's episode and get into the details of how to do that particular thing. Enjoy this episode, and for more on apartment syndication and how to do things, go to apartmentsyndication.com or to learn more about the Apartment Syndication School go to syndicationschool.com so you can listen to all the previous episodes. Hello, best of your listeners, and welcome back to another episode of the Syndication School series, a free resource focused on the how-tos of apartment syndication. As always, I'm your host, Theo Hicks. Each week, we air a podcast episode that focuses on a specific aspect of the apartment syndication investment strategy. And well, for a lot of these past episodes, we've given away some free resources, free PDF how-to guides, free PowerPoint presentation templates, free Excel calculator templates, things to help you along your apartment syndication journey. So make sure you check out those free documents as well as our past syndication school series at syndicationschool.com. And as I mentioned last week, or if you're listening to this way in the future, the episode about seven episodes before this one. We just had the best ever conference, virtual for 2021, but nonetheless, still some amazing content. And what I plan on doing for the next couple of weeks is going over some of my favorite speakers, what they talked about, and then my spin on that and how we can apply that to apartment indications. So the first speaker presentation we're going to talk about today was from Liz Faircloft of Real Estate Invest Her, and she gave us four steps to build a team that lasts. And obviously, your team, as we've talked about many times on this show, is one of the three major risk points in apartment syndications. So there's the team, that's you and the GP side, your company, but also the property management company, managing the deal, your CPA, your lawyer, etc., and then the other two risk points, of course, are the deal slash the business plan and the market. So your goal, whenever you are presenting yourself or a deal to your passive investors, is to explain how you are minimizing those three risks. So what are you doing to minimize the chance that your team does something wrong to lose their money? that something happens in the market that makes them lose their money or something happens in the business plan that makes them lose their money. So we've got plenty of episodes. We go into details on some of the questions that passive investors might ask about your team, things that you can do to present your team properly to your investors, making sure you have a track record, bring on mentors, things like that. But Liz gave us some very tactical advice, a step-by-step process of how you should approach putting your team together in the first place. I've interviewed so many people (laughs) on the show whose best ever advice always involves making sure you find the right partner, especially when it comes to apartment syndications where it takes a long time to get the ball rolling. 
before you even do your first deal. And then once you do your first deal, it still takes time to do your second deal and to scale to a large company. This is like a multi-year process. And if you end up partnering with the wrong person up front and you stay with that person or you hire the wrong team members up front, they're going to be with you for a while before you start to realize that maybe they weren't the right fit. And at that point, they might do something that makes your investors lose credibility for you in their eyes. And so one of the most important things that we stress on the show is the fact that you need to have a team before you start to engage with investors and brokers and looking for deals. Practically, obviously, you're going to need a property management company to help you look at deals in the first place, but you don't want to be putting together your team while you're in the process of talking to investors while you're doing deals. Do that all up front. Make sure that they're the right team members. That way, you're setting yourself up for success. You'll be able to answer those questions that investors and brokers and other property management companies ask you. And you'll avoid going through this process for years with bad team members or no team members and losing credibility in the eyes of your investors. But how do you actually do this? How do you build the right team? How do you find team members who will not only be with you for a couple of months or a couple of years, but long term will be with you throughout the life cycle of your company, ideally for forever? And so Liz gives us a four-step process. It's not rocket science, but it's something that will take some time. We'll take some thinking, but as I mentioned before, this will um, set you up for success in the long run. Invest time now to avoid headaches later. So step one is going to be to map out where you want to actually go. So why do you want to be an apartment syndicator? Where do you actually see yourself from a assets under management size of company in the short term? So by the end of the year. And then more long-term, three, five years and further out. Because there's a huge difference between wanting to have a couple of apartment communities, maybe $10 million under asset, as opposed to having a billion dollars under management, right? The types of people you're going to need on your team and the number of people you're going to need on your team are going to be different. And so you want to create a map of where you see yourself, where you see your company going. And that will define your overall vision for the company. Vision for the company is to have $1 billion under management in five years across the country or in DFW or in the Southeast or something. So once you have your short-term, your long-term goals defined as well as that vision, the next step is to say, okay, so this is where I want to go. So which parts of this can I do myself? And so taking a personal inventory. So literally spend a full day, half a day, on a Saturday, go to a coffee shop now, I guess, in your office and think about all the different things that you personally bring to the table. So this is going to be a money and financial perspective. So what type of assets do you have, but also what are some potential liabilities you have? Do you have any high debts or anything like that? What are you bringing from the table from a time perspective? How much time do you have to spend on this business? Do you work a nine to five job and you're single? So once you're done with work, you can spend all of your time on the business or do you already have a family where you can only dedicate late hours or early morning? How much time do you have to dedicate to the business? What type of experience do you have that's relevant to apartment syndications, relevant to what you're trying to do? So as we talked about in the show, the two relevant experiences would be your business background and your real estate background. So what's your real estate investing background? Even if something as simple as 
having bought a house before. That gives you more experience than having done nothing before. Have you invested in single families? Have you passively invested? And then from a business perspective, we're talking more of like high level, director level and above, starting your own business, getting promoted. What about skills? What are your skill sets? What are you good at? Are you a good networker? Or are you better at being in front of the computer crunching numbers? What's your personality like? So this can involve taking a personality test and figuring out what your personality is like. The personality test that Liz talked about in hers was ranking you on dominance, extroversion, patience, and formality. And then leadership perspective. What is your leadership philosophy? What do you think makes a good leader? Things like that. And so basically you want to create this document that explains what you bring to the table from a money perspective, from a time perspective, from an experience perspective, from a skill perspective, from a personality perspective, and from a leadership perspective. And then once you have that, as well as your map, you need to figure out, okay, so based off of my map, where I want to go, what can I do? (laughs) What am I able to do? How can I help this process? What should I focus on? And then The flip side of that is, okay, what aren't I good at? What don't I like doing? Which aspects of this map will I need to bring someone else on for? And that's where you determine who you need to meet your goals and your vision. So based off of, again, your vision and what you bring to the table, you're going to need to find other people who complement your money, your time, your experience, your skills, your personality, and your leadership perspective. So something I really liked from not 2021 conference, but 2020 conference is once you have this map of where you want to go, I want to have a billion dollar apartment syndication company, then you create an actual corporate structure flow chart of all the different employees that you would need in order to run that side of a business, asset management director, acquisitions director, GPs, maybe an in-house property management company. CPAs, lawyers, things like that. Just create a whole flow chart of the company. And obviously when you first start out, you're going to be doing a lot of those things, especially on the GP side. But when you have that structure, you can see and envision the different types of people that you will eventually need to hire. So when you first start off, right, you're doing everything, but then based off of your personal inventory and maybe spending time underwriting deals, you realize, well, I don't think acquisition is going to be my focus. I don't think asset management is my focus. I'm better at networking and and working with investors. And so the first thing that I need to hire out is an acquisitions manager and an asset management manager. So I really like that exercise of creating that corporate structure flowchart immediately. That way you're always on the lookout for the types of roles that you need to fill. So at this point, you have your vision, you know what you're good at and what you're not good at, and you've created this corporate structure flowchart to determine, okay, well, in the future, when I have this billion-dollar company, here are the roles I'm going to play, and here are the roles I'm not going to play. These are who I need to bring on. Now, either day one, as well as on an ongoing basis, you start to bring people and hire people for those positions. And the two characteristics that Liz says you need to focus on is alignment and diversity. So she says the biggest mistakes that people make when building a team is a lack of alignment and a lack of diversity. So from an alignment perspective, she's talking about your vision, obviously. So if you're hiring someone who doesn't want to work for a billion dollar company, but your goal is to have a billion dollar company, things aren't going to work out. So your long-term goals, but also your values. That's something that 
you probably defined in your personal inventory, but also expectations. And then another big one too, that she said that didn't necessarily surprise me because I definitely thought this before, but never really articulated it out loud, which was the entrepreneurial spirit. So especially when you're first starting out, people get really excited about real estate. The prospect of leaving their job is having a full-time company. And I've seen, I've been in this for about five years now, you'll see people get really enthusiastic at first and then they kind of fall off and disappear. It takes a very special person to continue after that zealous phase ends. So making sure that you find a team member who is not going to gas out in a sense or get really excited at first and then after a few months disappear and not really have that same spirit as you, it's huge. And that's got to be one of the biggest problems I'd imagine with partnerships is both partners are very zealous at first and then the one keeps grinding through once that initial enthusiasm dissipates, whereas the other person kind of disappears and no longer does anything and no longer wants to be involved. And then the one team member wasted six months working with this person and they need to find someone else. And so making sure that you have an alignment on the values, the goals, expectation, entrepreneurial spirit, I think will save you a lot of time. And then the other one was the lack of diversity. So remember you took your personal inventory. So what you bring to the table. And Liz says that, of course, it's okay to work with people who are similar to you. But if every single person at the company is the exact same as you, every single person at the company only likes underwriting deals, but aren't very personable and don't have good networking skills, then of course the business is going to collapse. So rather than bringing on people that are similar to you, you want to bring people on who have different personalities, different risk tolerances, different skill sets, different experiences, essentially the people that complement your skills and your gaps. So if you really like underwriting and you really like crunching the numbers, then don't hire a bunch of number crunchers. Hire someone who doesn't like crunching numbers at all, hates underwriting, but really enjoys talking to investors or really enjoys managing property management companies or things like that. So they must align with you from a values, goals, expectation, and entrepreneurial spirit perspective, but they also shouldn't align with you when it comes to things like personality, skill set, and experience. So there's certain things that you want to be aligned on, but there's also certain things that you want to be a lot different on. And understanding how to differentiate between those two is very important to making sure you find the right people. And from there, again, you kind of just continuously hire people and fill in the roles of that flowchart as you expand and grow. We've done a couple episodes on how to know when it's the right time to find new team members. And really it comes down to that dollar per hour activity. So once you have the ability to focus more time on those high dollar per hour activities, then it's time to outsource those lower dollar per hour activities to other people. What I really like about this process overall is that it's a good way to find business partners. It's also a really good way to find employees or people to bring on your team that aren't necessarily going to be your business partners. So to summarize, step one is to map out where you want to go. Determine your short-term goals as well as your long-term goals and use those to define an overall vision for the company. Step two is to take a personal inventory. So literally spend half a day or a full day figuring out what you bring to the table and then determine who you need to bring on to achieve your goals based off of what you bring to the table. And then once you know who you need to bring on, go out and start finding people and making sure that there's an alignment, that they align with your goals, your vision, your expectations, your entrepreneurial spirit, those intangibles 
but make sure that they also have a diverse personality, risk tolerance, maybe skill set, experience. Someone who compliments you on your skills and your gaps. So that concludes this episode. Again, that was from Liz Faircroft of the Real Estate Investor Network. And then I think next week I will be having a conversation with the new best ever host, Ash Patel. And then after that, we will transition back into talking about my favorite takeaways from the best ever conference. So thank you so much for tuning in today. Make sure you check out the other syndication school episodes so that you can download all of the free resources we have. That's at syndicationschool.com. And until next week, have a best ever day. Groundbreaker helps you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. That's groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe to get a free deal pitch deck template.